And now, here's this episode of the Elevating IT Podcast, sponsored by Audit. Welcome to the Elevating IT Podcast. It's Friday, August 28th, I think. August 28th, um, in the year 2020. And I am Mike Brooks, your host with... My co-host, Frank Benedetto. What's happening, Frank? How are you this week? Another week down, Mike. Another week. Uh, it's good. I had a busy week. They replaced the air conditioners and the furnaces in my house. I have two of them. And uh, I gained a newfound respect for HVAC guys. Not that I didn't have respect before, but I mean, you have to know like electrical, plumbing, Whatever it is when you got to bend metal and all that stuff, uh, these guys are amazing. I mean, it's like every trade wrapped into one. So uh, my house is freezing right now. Uh, so it means it's doing its job. So That's awesome. Yeah. Do you know that I'm in my uh, daughter's room? I think I told you the story. My daughter and I switched rooms. Like uh, my office was downstairs in the basement of my house, which is always like 20 degrees colder than it is upstairs, no matter what we do. We've got one zone in this house. So we switched because she's getting the whole basement, living at home, college type thing. So I'm in her room is the warmest room in the house. It's like I'm literally sitting here and some I have to like towel myself off because I'm sweating. <clears throat> and then I put on the light so that I look as handsome as I am. You know, yeah. I want to make sure you can see me clearly. <laughs> so it's it's a really it's a 500 watt light that i use it's hot man it generates a lot of heat so and i don't even have it pointed at me i have it pointed up in the ceiling so uh, i'm hot up here man i wish i was freezing sorry to hear that 500 watts that's a big bulb is that a, are you even allowed like most fixtures say like not to exceed like 100 watts like 500 watts it's a light for um, specifically for doing videos, right? So it's a it's an umbrella light. Uh, all right, I got you. Yeah, it's just one. Now, what I do is, and you can see there's no shadows on me. Like I could never figure out how to position it right. It would always be a shadow. So now I just, instead of pointing, because you're supposed to point two lights at you, 45 degree angles, you got to have them so, I just put it right in front of me. Wow, my hand just got big. I put it right in front of me and I point it up at the ceiling so it, no shadows. Works great. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty cool. I have a client who um, he is a, uh, he does portrait uh, work, amazing stuff, uh, really cool. He used to do weddings a long time ago and he just didn't want the stress anymore of, uh, of doing them. You know, it was back, I think, I don't even think it was digital in the, in when he started. So, you know, you would take pictures and you'd have to pray that they all looked good because, if you know, you don't get a chance to, like, kind of redo them. At least now you can, like, take a picture and you can look. But um, he only does uh, high-end portraits, uh, really, really cool stuff. And you go to his studio and he's got, like, lights everywhere and certain means something to him. Uh, but, uh, yeah, uh, there's a lot there. Pretty cool. You got to know what you're doing with that kind of stuff. I messed around with it for so long that, and I was never really good at the science of, of doing that. I can't do green screen stuff. There's always like some weird things going on. And so I just do it as simply and as simply as I can. But I read uh, an article. I, I got to just finish that thought about the portraits or pictures. Yeah. I read an article. It was like the top 10 things your iPhone can do. Like when you take pictures and it's an amazing list of stuff. Like you could, 
adjust the lighting and the I don't even I don't know all the right terms. Uh, very cool, and I could say I never do it. Just it's just too complicated for me. But the, the, these little handheld phones are amazing. The amount of technology that's packed into them. Yes, they are. <laughs> Back they, to you. Absolutely. So first, before we, I, I don't want to stop our banter because you know it's Friday. We're having fun. It's our weekly sales wrap. Uh, but we're going to talk about something today. We're going to talk about we're continuing our conversation on gap selling, on selling the value, and we're going to be talking today about the one thing you can you can do to uh, to get that to get to that yes. It's really important. So we're going to talk about that in a minute. Um, I want to give a little plug. We should do you know I mean we should be having like we're technically sponsored by Audit. We are Audit, right? But you know I maybe should do a little advertisement for us. You want me to do a little. Uh, Little yeah, you're wrong, guys. Add? Yeah. Right? Sure. All right, ready? Friends, it's certainly true that when you smoke, you want smoothness, mildness, and deep down enjoyment. And that's precisely what you get every with every lucky strike you light. There's never a rough puff in a lucky. Oh, wait, that's the wrong one. Sorry, I was reading the wrong advertisement. That was last month's. Uh, that was last month's. I was, you know, I just, those, those old time, yeah, all I can think of when you do it, like, like that was my the setup for my joke, my one, my my joke of the day. It is like, yeah, you know, those old radio shows you listen to with the, the announcer who sounds like they're, you know, they're they're from 1940s something. And yeah, that old, those, those always crack me up. And you can actually find those old radio advertising spots online. They're pretty funny. Um, the, uh, the last time I heard somebody talking like that or trying, you know, to well, was talking the way you're trying to talk. Uh, first and only time I've ever been to the Grand Old Opry in in uh, Nashville. Mm -hmm. So I've been to Nashville like 40 times in 10 years. Never was there and had an opportunity to go. I'm not a big country music fan, so you know I don't hate it, but I just don't chase I'm after it. Probably it. why I haven't gone sooner. But a very cool experience. Clearly, it's like a religion there, and um, it's a it's I I'm not sure if I'm going to categorize because but it's essentially like a live radio show. Yeah, yeah. And, and the guy's at the podium, and he's essentially like you know he introduces a band, and you know the band comes on and they play. So it's sort of like you're you're watching like a you know like a concert. It feels a little bit more like Battle of the Bands. And then all of a sudden the guy will bust into like that radio voice. He'll be like, oh, and, uh, you know, if you're uh, downtown on Route 37, uh, be sure to check out, you know, Joe's uh, Boot Barn and blah, 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 blah. And you're like, right. like, oh, yeah, or this is being broadcast. It's like really wild. But, um, yeah, it's definitely like a pretty cool. I, uh, I just love the old timey ones. You know, and here's ladies and gentlemen. Here's a terrible bit of trivia. The guy who is the, like, I guess the main guy, and I don't know the names. Like, I wasn't anybody, like, it was like Garth Brooks. I didn't know that. So it was just, you know, main guy came on. Poor guy died of COVID. And I didn't realize that someone in my, uh, in an accountability group was like, hey, uh, the main guy that we saw at, uh, at uh, Grand Ole Opry uh, passed away. Terrible. But wow. anyway. That's too bad. Um, yeah. So that was just my joke. Now I'll go with the real. It's not even a plug. This is something I already shared with you. Um, but since I shared it with you, I got permission back to talk about it uh, from the person who gave it to us. So I thought I'd read this Te great testimonial we got. I mean, I, you know, no yes. better advertisement to me than um, when it comes from a user, which is which is just, you know, it, it's what we do this for. Right. Like we forget 
and, and you as MSP, people who are listening as MSP, by the way, if you are listening or watching live, pop in, comment, let us know you're here, say hi, ask a question. But um, we, we get caught up in the day-to-day, -day, right? You're, you're operating the business, and sometimes it's nice to slow down and hear the success stories. So I wanted to share that if you're with your permission here. It's a little bit long. So I'm going to read it. This. Was, it was a great, uh, I guess we'll call it a testimonial, although it was came in as feedback. But yeah, go ahead and read that. It's, yeah. uh, and, uh, it's good, great comments. It was probably, you know, I've listen, I've received some amazing testimonials and I appreciate every one of them, but this one raises the bar a little bit. So I got to tell you, if you're an audit user, you got to now you got to give me a testimonial to step up step things up. We got to, we got to top this one. So here's, here's what uh, this person has to say. And her name is Rebecca and she works at a company called Qnect U, uh, which is out of Utah. Um, she oh, said, connect. Mike, they connect. Con it's, it's got a Q in it. So connect, connect. it looks like connect you, but it's yeah. with a Q. Okay. Got so, um, she says, hi, Mike and audit team. Two things. First, I wanted to ask if there was a recording for the way I'll, you know, I'll skip past that. Um, is there a second? Here's our testimonial of how things are going so far. So she was really just giving feedback. So I just emailed her yesterday. I said, hey, this is amazing. Can I share this? And she said she just got back to me maybe five minutes before we went on, on the air. She's like, absolutely. You know, you're, you're welcome to it. So nearly two weeks ago, story time, nearly two weeks ago, we used the system to perform our first prospective client audit. The prospect found us online and had scheduled interviews with several MSPs in the area. They already had a current IT provider that they were not happy with, so we were able to use the wedge technique and show them how they were being extremely underserved for what they were currently paying. We met with the owners last Friday for the final sales appointment, and although they were not ready to make a decision yet, they did let us know that we were much, much, much more thorough than the other guys, and we were the only, capitalized, only company to ask about their security and compliance, while all the other guys did their in-depth diagnostic tool and provided the binder of reports. We provided the simple-to-understand comparison of report. We didn't even use line guard or rapid fire tools to diagnose. There was enough to see on the surface that we could show lots of red boxes. Honestly, the audit was focused on questions and building rapport, and it was the best audit we have been on to date. Our proposed plan was actually more than that what they had currently were currently paying, but it was much more comprehensive in what services would actually be provided. Lots of green. Today, we got an email asking about the next step to get started with us. After using tool after tool to do audits and risk assessments, we finally found some, something that actually works. We didn't even have to do a three-tier plan offer. We simply provided the report with a set price for what we would be included. No question, no haggling, no fuss. It was the easiest close we have ever had. We love the ability to customize each section based on the service we provide. And after watching the trainings and doing some tests, we became more comfortable in settings, setting things up the way we want. Thank you for creating such an awesome tool, Rebecca Roberts. Like job. Boom. Right. There. right? How's that? So, so awesome. here's why I love that is because, uh, first of all, that's uh, an MSP who, who listened to what we told them to do, right? I think yeah. that a lot of people take what we tell them to do 
and they change it. And, and it, that's natural. I used to, I did this with Robin Robbins in the beginning, everything Robin told me to do marketing wise, I would like revise it to something else. And then I, in the beginning, I thought this doesn't really work until one day I was like, you know, maybe I shouldn't keep changing what she tells me to do. Right. And I stopped doing that. I was just listened and I was like, holy crap, this actually works if you don't change the formula. And you know, again, you know, we can go crazy with examples, but if you're baking a cake and you decide to, you know, swap out the baking soda for the, the baking powder, guess what? Cake's not coming out the same. But uh, so I love that that uh, that feedback and testimonial because that's somebody who listened to exactly what we told them yeah. to do. And that's the feedback. She's essentially giving you the feedback from the customer, the end customer's perspective, yep. which you and I talked about, we would love, like, it's too bad we can't carry like camera crews around. Cause I get some great feedback too, but it's creepy. If, if I said, Hey, do you mind if I video my, my presentation <laughs> to you? But, um, the, it's the feedback that you get from your prospect who then says, I want to, to do business with you, but more importantly, who, who points out that you differentiated yourself from all the others. And that's right. truly what you're doing here. You're standing out amongst the others. You're making it really easy for them to say yes. And that's, why they said yes, essentially. Um, you know, quick point too, <clears throat> you know, she mentions Rapid Fire and Lion Guard, both great tools and that I, I use, but I, I use them to gather data, right? Oh, don't stop there. It's not just about gathering data and then bringing the big reports or binders in, right? It's about me then acting as the MSP, as they say, I get paid for something, right? So I have right. to interpret I use all my years of you know of doing this to interpret what those reports are telling me, and then we use audit to communicate to that end user. And uh, right. I'm really glad I'm really glad that uh, it worked out well. Although those uh, that type the, of feedback, so uh, yeah, congratulations on that sale. Just goes to show, you know, um, <clears throat> and actually, you know what, I'm going to back up to to something you said. It, it seems weird to go in and, you know, you're not going to bring a camera crew in, but, but I'll tell you what you can do, what every MSP can do and should do, I think, is is record your uh, meetings. And and I did this, I always did this because I, what I want to do as a salesperson is train, you know, I want to go back and listen to what was covered and what I went through so I can find out what I need to fix. So if you're a sales, salespeople do that all the time is record your sales calls. Now, if you're doing it on zoom, it's so easy. Just get on the zoom call, open it up, say, Hey, uh, and I don't even ask permission. I, I used to ask permission. I don't do it anymore because nobody ever says no. So I just hit record and I say, by the way, I'm just, I hit record in case I need to go back to my team, take anything back to them, answer any questions. And sometimes, use you know people who i'm talking to ask for the recording afterwards because we've covered some things we're, we're educating you so you may ask for this recording um and that pre-frames them and and that that is absolutely the truth all things that happen right like sometimes i gotta yeah. go back and listen to it to bring things to you if i'm doing sales calls with with our users and i'll tell you every time i do an onboarding somebody asks you know nine times out of ten they're asking for the recording so Record them, you know, record, record them yeah, and, and do it, put down your iPhone and just hit record on memo records. So you've got the recording. Right. That's good. And give us all that feedback. That's great stuff. I, um, since we're on the topic, I closed uh, two deals this week, uh, smaller deals, but I uh, used audit in both of them. And the second one was interesting because they wanted to come back and uh, you know, we talk about the three options, right? So they either say yes now, 
right? So they said, right. let's, let's go for it. They say yes to less, which is fine. Or they say, no, not right now. And then you you market to them and hopefully get them later. So this the second one was a yes, a yes for less, as we say, except that when we went through it, um, I started changing some of the green boxes to red and yellow, which they didn't really mm -hmm. like. And you know, I made it very easy for them to understand. I said, you can, you could take some of these things away. But what's funny is at the end of the day, you know, the, you know, like the options that you end up taking away are such low ticket items. Right. Right. You know, like they, we, we actually pulled out, um, employee productivity monitoring, which is probably the number one, uh, tool that we're selling right now. And that I've been, I was asked about over the last few months. Uh, really amazing tool. Just, you know, not, it's not spy software. It really helps you evaluate what your distributed team is doing. Right. Right. And it, it's spy it, software. It, 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 well, no, I mean, in the old days, it used to be just like, you know, Hey, let's see if Mary's going on Facebook, but this is truly like, like checking for bottlenecks, looking for burnout employees, seeing who's right. most, most productive over what time periods. It's no, it's a good tool. But at the end of the day, if we took it off, it, it literally shaved like $18 a month off the bill. And you know what their conclusion was? Just leave it on there, right? Like, yeah, yeah I mean, it's funny because I don't like when we, we whenever I go into that exercise, I'm like, okay, let's see what we could remove. Like we know that there's not this superfluous $1,000 a month item that I've jammed in there, right? We go through the whole thing and they're like, yep, yeah, we need that. And so... At the end of the day, the yes for less many times ends up being yes to what I originally pitched. Of course. Um, but it's just a, it's just, they just kind of want to, it's like one more time just to make sure that, you know, of what they're, what they're buying. Right. But uh, I'll tell you, um, you know, I've, a couple times I, I break my own rule where I, you know, I go, oh, this is a slam dunk. It's a, it was a referral, you know, and the person's like, oh yeah, we're going to, we're definitely want to do all this, want to do all this. And I, I just give them the proposal. I'm like, yeah, let's get the proposal. Like I'll forget the audit, you know, let me, let me just speed this up. And, uh, I didn't get the deal a couple of times. And then the person referring is like, why, why, what happened? I go, I want to spend the money. And they go, ah, idiots are cheap. They're cheap, you know? And then I think to myself, you know, I, 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 I didn't serve them properly. It's my fault, right? Because you know who suffers in the end? That business suffers, yep. right? Because I didn't properly sell to them. At the end of the day, I, uh, you know, I, I, I circumvented the process that works, thinking that I can speed this up and make it faster and easier for both. And all I did was is give them a, an excuse to say no because they didn't understand the process or what they'd be getting in the value. They didn't understand. I didn't define the gap, right? Nope. So they said no, no problem, no sale. So I get to walk away and go, that stinks. You know, I didn't, you know, get that X dollar a month deal. But you know what happens in six months if they get nailed with ransomware? I go, oh man, that's if they had our stuff, you know, maybe they would have had a better chance of not getting that. So it's my fault. So I never do it anymore because now I don't even think about it that I'm gonna hurt my chances of making the sale. I think about it is that I wanna do everything in my power that I can to increase the chances that they can say yes and make a good buying decision and not regret it, you know, later on by saying no. So right. anyway. Yeah. And what's our uh, what's our what's our topic this week? I believe we are uh, we're talking about getting to a yes, right? Yeah. Well, that's um that is why that was a great segue into this because you've got to get to the intrinsic value. And yep. the the deal is is that 
you have to ask, you really have to get to the one word, which is why. Why? You have to continue to dig for the why. If you, and that's, you know, getting back to all these things are intertied. You know, we talked about, um, you, you know, we talked about emotion. We All the things we've talked about the past couple of weeks, we've been talking about one topic a week, but they're all tied together. And and it's amazing to me in sales how it always comes back to one thing, and that is asking questions. Um, you have to find the motivation that the client didn't realize they had, the real pain, the real problem, the, the intrinsic pain, intrinsic problem or whatever you want to call it there that they didn't realize was the real problem, right? And and if they don't realize it's the real problem, imagine how hard it is or how challenging it is to go through the process to 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 get that out of them, right? If you just if you're just asking surface questions, yes, no questions, you're not going to get to that. I think, and and this is where I think some MSPs get the fact finding wrong. You know, fact finding is not just asking how many workstations do you have, how many email accounts, how many locations, right? That's just cold hard you know data and facts that you need obviously to you know do the proposal and get the incremental lines but what you're doing during this process is you are getting the prospect to shift onto your side of the table with you right, right. you're becoming a partner in this because if you do your job properly and you keep peeling back the layers like you were talking about just keep asking why but really drilling down and digging into it at the end of that um discovery meeting, you will have the prospect begging you to see what the solution is, right? And that's really what you're doing. You're, you're, you're learning, of course, and, but you're, you're helping um, the prospect articulate the problems and really drilling into them. So then when you present your solution, they know exactly why it's worth whatever it is and what problem you're solving, right? If you just come in there and go, you need a firewall, they're like, I don't even know what, why, why do I need a firewall, right? Now they're asking you why. And so, you know, you need to get in there and drill in and, and find out all the things. And I always ask people, I, I, I had a, a call today. I'm going to, um, it's, uh, it's a referral uh, and they own a few franchises. So we're going to go. And uh, they said to me, um, and this guy, I take care of his other business. He's like, uh, you, you know, just an amazing job. You know, thank God we, we were able to work seamlessly the last few months. You know, it was difficult, but, you know, things were really smooth. He said, our other business uh, has been a disaster. So he goes on and, you know, he's, he's trying to, and I go, well, wait a minute. And he was kind of giving me more like the tech talk. And I said, let me ask you a quick question. Let me back up. I said, why, why do you say it was a disaster? Like, what does that mean? And the conversation changed. We stopped talking tech and he explained the business impact. Right. And, you know, with, he goes, with our other uh, business, everything works really smoothly. I don't know you're there. I have confidence it's secure. He goes, but this other business, the Wi-Fi doesn't work properly. And we have this problem. And then this thing. And he was, and we were, and I go, well, what's the impact to your business? He's like, well, you know, we're franchise people come to us. So they expect to be able to get on the internet. Yeah. And he's, you know, he goes, that degrades our, the experience of our customer, right? And so he starts drilling in and what he's doing is he's helping me define the gap. This is why I sell you the high end access point, not the cheap one, right? And now you understand because we've, we know what the problem is. We know what the impact of your business is and we drill in. So, so continue to ask those why, why, why really gets those problems up to the forefront. 
And then when we use the audit report, where we're showing them what all those problems look like, right? It's not spaghetti in their head anymore. We show them and we anchor it with a score. And then we're able to present our solution and show them what that future looks like. And hey, here's how much it costs. So when you do that, um, you know, amazing things happen. And that testimonial is a perfect example of, uh, of how and why that works. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's so much good stuff in, in that. Uh, I'm trying to think of where I want to start with, um, with, with my feedback on what you just talked about, because that there's a, there's a lot, there's a lot of stuff in there. So I want to get this kind of, kind of right. Um, people, people want to feel loved and hurt. And, and, uh, Dan Kennedy used to, used to say it, um, you know, our, our mentor, my mentor, Robin Robbins mentor, Dan Kennedy used to say that people are all walking around with their umbilical cords in their hand, looking for somewhere to plug it into, right? Like everybody wants their mommy. And why, why is that? Because they want to feel heard, loved, safe. And when you understand a person's motivation and you, you, with great questions, you're digging, you're, you're, you're hearing them, you're getting them talking just by the act of you asking the question that you asked, like, tell me, tell me more. You may, you don't even need to be specific. Okay. The Wi-Fi is a problem. Why, why is it a problem? And he starts telling you he's without you even saying anything or spelling it out for him. He's in his mind feeling like this guy's listening to me. This guy asked me the question that nobody's ever asked me. And now I'm excited because I'm telling him where my pain is and the problem. He's going to know how to fix it because he's hearing me. And they are now moving themselves closer to a sale without you just doing anything. It, it's it. I hope I hope I'm, I'm I'm under. I hope I'm I'm explaining that well enough for people who are listening because that's a really important point. And Dan Kennedy, like when he said that, you know, people are walking around their umbilical cords and looking for somewhere to plug it into. That's what it is. Is people just want to be heard. They want to be loved. They want to be know that they're safe in your arms. And that questioning, question, asking them why, asking them why it's important and getting them to, to explain to you why something is important is, is incredibly powerful. They will feel every step, every step they take in explaining to you based on your questions, they are moving themselves closer to, to, to you emotionally. They trust you. They feel warm. They feel loved. They feel yeah. heard. They feel safe. And and that's your opportunity. If you think about it, like I, we use a three meeting approach. Some people do a two meeting approach. So if you take our our approach, meeting one is discovery. Meeting two is the presentation of your findings. Meeting three is is the decision meeting. Right. Right. And sometimes in in meeting number two, we 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 add a demo on, so that way you're getting the, your 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 results, and I'm showing you some features of our product or service that's going to solve your problems. So in what three meetings are you going to, to build the rapport and get them to trust you, right? It's not at the close, you know, it's not usually during the, the, the presentation of the findings, it's during the discovery. Yeah, that's first, the moment you walk through the door, it right. starts. Yeah, and, and you know, when we say you gotta get to the why, you don't just keep saying why, why, why? I mean, like we're, we're kind of, kidding around about that. Ultimately, it's the why, but there's there's different types of questions. And we went through this from one of our webinars, you know, that that you hit them from. There's there's provoking questions, there's probing questions. And these are open-ended 
questions. It's not yes or no, and then the prospect sits quietly. They're they're thought provoking, and it, it opens the discussion up. And as you continue to ask those types of questions, then what you're doing is you're getting yourself to a confirming question. Let me make sure I understand this. Is what you're, and then and that's not open ended. That's just that's what you're doing is is you're giving them the sense that you've listened and you understand. Right. Confirming. What, yeah, it's confirmed. Exactly. And then, and then you move on and you continue to drill through. So great stuff. Um, I think that, uh, you know, at the end of the day, um, it's, it is all about getting to the why. And, um, you know, if you follow the process, um, it works really well. So, uh, time to cascade into the weekend, as they say. That's right. This is a great segue. Great job, man. You're getting, you are like Mr. Podcast. Getting better. I'm like your. I'm your Robin, man. You're my Batman. I'm like I got the groove now. I feel like I'm a. I feel like I'm part of the series. Before I felt like I was gonna, you know, I was like a only gonna be on for a few episodes and then I'd be written off. Like you'd kill me off after you know the first two or three. But I, I feel like, like I'm I'm a permanent now. Like I got a chance to make the next season. So well, you like you like uh, the character Jesse Pinkman in Breaking Bad. You know uh, what's Aaron yeah. Paul, right? He was supposed to yeah, be in one episode. But they kept him because he was good. So you did you did good your first episode. We were gonna kill you off, but it was gonna be real. Like we're gonna make it yeah, real. Really gonna be <laughs> well, great stuff. Right, uh, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Make sure to go and uh, subscribe to this on iTunes. Leave a five star rating review. We'd love to hear back from you. We love to hear that feedback. And and if you've got feedback like we we read in the beginning of this this episode, which was amazing. Uh, please send that in. We'd love to hear that. We'll see you on the next episode next Friday. Same, same bat time, same bat channel. Bye.